You guys are in for such a treat this morning as we have Stephanie Adler joining us on the podcast today. Stephanie is a certified nutrition consultant, women's hormone and fertility expert, and wellness coach. Her practice focuses on supporting those with cycling bodies and balancing their hormones, healing their guts, and all things baby making. She is immensely passionate about giving women the knowledge and tools they need to thrive in the modern world. When she isn't supporting clients, you can find Stephanie on a pottery wheel, making moon mugs, hiking, or reading a historical fiction novel. Buckle up because this episode is filled with all things cycle syncing, how to use it in your business, how to use it to really fuel your lifestyle, how to heal your gut, how to how to really support your liver, and all of the things that you need to truly function as a woman who has a cycle in this space. So get ready because here we go and welcome Stephanie. Welcome back to the Limitless Bank Podcast. I am so excited to have Stephanie Adler here today, who is a certified nutrition consultant, women's hormone and fertility expert, and wellness coach. So welcome, Stephanie. Thanks for joining us. Hi, Alex. I'm so, so excited to be here. I am so excited to have you. Being that you are a fertility expert, hormone expert, you are speaking to my roots. You are speaking to how I got started. And this conversation, you guys, we are going to talk about all things cycle syncing, which is something that I am wildly passionate about. So I cannot wait to just dive deep with Stephanie today. So why don't you tell us, let's start with what cycle syncing is and then how did you get here? How did you decide that this was your passion and this is what you were going to help women really achieve and, and use? Yeah. So cycle syncing is the practice or the art, I like to say, of living your life around our infradian rhythm, meaning the 28 day on average cycle that women go through. So, you know, we're used to looking at life in a circadian rhythm, right? Like we look at every day as like being the same and that's the way a male hormone cycle works. But we as women are cycling, women or people in cycling bodies go through, you know, four different phases. I actually like to call them seasons, like four different seasons every month. And so if we can change the way that we interact with those hormones by uh, having activities in our lives, whether that's the food that we eat, the activities we do, the way that we plan our launches and our businesses, whatever it is to really match up the dance that our hormones are doing, we can live on such a more cyclical process that really uh, empowers us to like live in that cyclical way that women are supposed to, as opposed to following that like patriarchal system. I love it. I'm so excited. I I just, one of the things I'm so passionate about, and you guys have heard this already on the podcast, I've talked about very, very small doses of this, you know, sinking your cycle to the moon, how hormones, you know, when you, when you have the conversation around, let's just say keto or how you should be exercising or all of these different things. And people show you studies, those, those studies are mostly done on men because their hormones don't quote unquote mess up the studies and they get more consistent consistent results because women's hormones function fluctuate 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 so much daily and during your during your your full cycle so I'm so excited about this and so how did you get into this what what made you decide that this is what you were going to help women do in the world yeah so 
from the time I was a kid, I had like a lot of digestive issues and I was just really sick. And I healed myself as a kid through diet and lifestyle when my doctors were like, that's not going to help you. Um, and I was like, I'm just so desperate to be able to go to like a bot mitzvah without a stomach ache. So like, I'll try anything. And it like, I hear totally, you. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, and it totally changed my life. And so I'd always been really interested in health and wellness and nutrition. My mom was like, you should be a nutritionist. And I was like, I can't listen to you because who can listen to their mom at 18, even though she was always right. So after I went and got an undergrad in something completely different in conflict resolution, I came back to the States and realized like how sick people were. Um, you know, there was, I was seeing all of my friends just like follow, you know, falling down this cycle of like eating food that didn't serve them and feeling really crappy and not realizing why they were feeling that way. And so I went back to school for nutrition. And during that time, I realized I was like, oh my God, I've been on the pill for 10 years. I have no idea what my natural cycle looks like. And I've always known that like being a mom one day is just my calling. And I am so excited about that. And I got really like nervous about my ability to have kids after being on the pill for so long. So I got off the pill and didn't have a period for six months and became, this is at the time I was still in school for nutrition. So I decided to like take all of the information I could get, you know, talk to all of my professors, all the things so that I could really learn everything I could about this cycle because for my own, you know, well-being, I just really wanted to get my period back. And I did. And through that process, learned so much about how I wasn't connecting to my divine feminine during that entire time that I was on the pill. And I was you know, overdriving my natural rhythm and my natural hormones and had never felt how magical it was to just like be in this female body and have been educating women on it ever since. I am so here for your story because it is almost identical to mine. Um, So it is, it's such an important lesson and it's a, it's something that most, I, I don't want to say most women, but so many women that I come across have this similar story. You know, you went on the pill for whatever reason, you know, for me, my, my period was all over the place. My gynecologist, it was, Hey, let's heal your acne and you know, cycle, get your cycle on track, quote unquote, again. Um, you know, let's do that with the pill. 10 years later, I'm, you know, in a committed relationship, not necessarily looking to have a, have a child yet, but thinking, okay, what is this actually going to do? Fertility issues run in my family. So I was like, okay, let's, let's take a look at this. And then when I came off the pill, did not have a period for a year, just recently got it back, but I'm already a holistic nutritionist, right? Like, I'm like, oh, I should know how to do all of these things. And like I had, when I came off the pill, my digestive system went everywhere. And I went into this like massive business change because I realized I had never connected truly with my feminine because of the hormones that were being pumped into my body. So I'm, I'm even more excited for this conversation. I did not know everything about what you just said. So if there's someone that's listening right now, and I know there is, I'm speaking to one or two of you directly that I know listen to this on a regular everyday basis, who are on the pill and looking to come off of it, but terrified because they're either in a relationship or they don't know what it's like to live a life without it. They're scared about what's happening on the other side. What advice do you have for them? How do you kind of talk those people off of a ledge when they don't have their period for so long? How is that not like, talk us through that process. Yeah. So first, like I see you and I know it's scary. Like I've been there and I know that it's a big decision. Like just putting that out there because I think so often in 
uh, MySpace, there's just a lot of talk of like, just go off of it. And like, sometimes, you know, I'll do that too with the right people, but it also, you know, if you've been on it a long time, like it's okay to feel scared and also like see that fear as like a green light instead of a red flag, you know, like lean into it because so much good is on the other side of this and having support, honestly, I think is like the biggest thing. Like I wish I had had someone to like walk me through and talk me through instead. I was just like up till two in the morning, reading everything I could get my hands on and like taking herbs and supplements and going to acupuncture and doing all the things. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so that's always a good idea. I actually have um, a program called the well woman collective and I'd say in like every group we have there's probably about five or six women who are in this exact position you know ready to get off the pill want to learn about how to use different kinds of contraception that are non-hormonal get educated about this and for what I really want you like where you start is like it's a three-part process you got to support the liver that's like number one because the liver is it, depending on especially how long you've been on the pill is needing some extra love. And like, that's how we're going to get your hormones working properly is by really supporting the liver. We need to address any gut stuff that's been going on, especially if it's an oral contraceptive that you've been on instead of a IUD. Uh, we know that the oral contraceptive, you know, not only does it cause nutrient deficiencies, but it also can really impact gut health negatively, especially something called the estrobilome, which is like a community of microbes in your gut that deal with estrogen. And so we really want to make sure that that is supported because a healthy, happy gut and a well-supported liver, like the two biggest pieces to hormone balance. And then depending on your individual case and needs, you know, you might want to in introduce some other herbs to kind of help kickstart things, but your period's going to come back and you're going to be healthy. You're going to have, you're going to minimize, you know, if, especially if you take these precautions, minimize post-birth control syndrome. And there are so many beautiful options for contraception that don't involve hormones. Amazing. So can you highlight that program that you just said? I know we're going to talk about that a little bit later, but what if someone's like, okay, yes, I need this. What is that called? Yeah. So it's called the Well Woman Collective. And it is a six month program that goes into six different areas that I've found over years of practice working with hundreds of women that women need to master in order to thrive in the modern world. And so we start with like, intro to holistic nutrition, really what does eating for health mean? Then we dive into gut health and we dive into hormone balance and cycle syncing, go into liver support, daily detox, uh, stress management, ritual creation, and then follow it up with intuitive eating and like integration and food freedom. And it's, it's really, really in my, like the calling of my life. Like it's my favorite. I had a call with it last night and everyone's like happy crying on the call. It's just like the best, most fun thing ever. Um, but really for women who are looking to optimize their nutrition, their health and wellness, and especially if hormone balance is a piece of that. Amazing. Amazing. So you guys know to me, wealth embodiment is so much more than just the money that you're making. It's so much more than just uh, thriving in your business. It is a mind, body, soul experience. It is a, a body integration experience. And so this is super, this is incredible. And I wish that I had this program when I was coming off of birth control, because it would have just made things make a lot more sense. And I mean, all of the things that I went through when I came off, if, if we could save one or two more women from having to go through that, that would be incredible. So guys go check that out. So one of the things that I do want to talk about, because I know everyone here, you are here for business, you are here for money, you are here for that. And the lifestyle component as well, but how do you use cycle syncing, not just to balance your hormones, but to really thrive as a business owner? Oh my God, it's the best. 
Like I, one, once I know what's going on with my cycle, right? Like once I'm aware of when I'm going to be ovulating and when I'm going to be bleeding, then I can look at my calendar and plan tasks and meetings and launches and everything that I'm actually feeling energetically aligned with what I'm doing. So I'm not just like, oops, I'm launched. This is like launch day and it's the first day of my bleed. And all I want to do is like get back in bed and journal and dream, you know, like, and have to be super public. Like if you can plan a retreat or plan a podcast recording time where you're naturally having more energy rising when you're more articulate, when you are like more able to connect with the person on the other side of the line, like that's going to come through to your audience. Right. And so like, you're going to be showing up as energetic Alex, as opposed to like, Hey, I want to be introverted Alex today. And so these are just like small examples. But for me, it's really like, how can I batch content creation in a time when like my focus and energy is going to be more suited to being able to sit and write for, you know, hours at a time. And when do I need to be able to pass things off to my team? Because like, it's going to be a time for me where I need to be like more public facing, because that's where my energetic, my energy lies, as opposed to giving myself time on my bleed and really marking off time on my calendar to like get clear and set goals for the next coming cycle and like tap into that intuition and see like what really needs to happen. And like, what am I most intuitively feeling needs? Is it like a part of my desire for what I want to happen in my business this month? Um, so that's like the start of it. But basically like once you, there's a pattern, like you follow. So like on your bleed, get really clear on like what it is that you desire. Like, you know, how many people do you want to impact this month? What programs need to be birthed into the world? Get really clear on that. And then in the next phase, as energy starts to rise, as estrogen starts to rise, but you're still pretty clear headed and focused, it's like the time to plan and brainstorm and get ready for those collaborations. In ovulation is like, Front, you know, frontal facing, like, let's collaborate. Let me launch this. Let me like talk to people. Let me like put it out there in the world. And then we follow it up in the luteal phase with that more like clean up the back end, analyze how things went, really get organized to go into it all over again the next cycle. That's awesome and amazing. And it's something that I have really integrated into my business. And let me tell you guys, it really does work. It really does work. It makes it so. I mean, this is one of those prime examples of masculine structure that allows for feminine flow. Like, yes, it is structure, right? But it allows for you to do the things that your body naturally wants to do while you're going through this cycle. And so it's incredibly, incredibly important. So what do you say if someone has just come off of birth control or they've been off of birth control for a while, but let's just say stress went through the roof for a month and they don't have their period, how does that kind of play into this whole process of cycle syncing? Yeah. So if you're still on the pill or just getting off of the pill, the biggest thing that I can do is to encourage you to do it anyways, you know, to really just like go through the month, like your cycle syncing and start to get in that rhythm because you come from a long line of women. And like, you know, your, your ancestors go way back and like women have always lived cyclically. And so even if you are not experiencing the hormonal changes that are making these weeks and shifts in what you want to be doing feel more uh, prominent, then you're still going to like get benefit from living this way. And if anything, I think it'll encourage you to like get more excited about 
really healing your hormones so that eventually that feels even stronger. Like that cyclical living feels even more empowered and aligned. Um, and if you, if it's like a month we're stressed and it just kind of feels like an off month, really that is like the time that you need to be rooting into cycle syncing more because it's going to prevent burnout. It's going to prevent adrenal fatigue because it's setting you up to not to, for natural times of like go and natural times of rest. Absolutely. So can we add a little bit of information around nutrition to this conversation? Like what, when you're going through a, a cycle sinking period, or that's how you really should be living, but well, yeah. should loosely, how does nutrition play a role in this conversation? Yeah. So I uh, will also just say that for anyone who's read Woman Code by Alyssa Vitti, like she is, you know, totally the queen of cycle syncing. And I also differ with her a little bit about nutrition. And so if you're listening to this and you're like, but that's not what she says, like, that's okay. Like there can be different opinions about certain things. I'm a huge, uh, a huge advocate for seasonal eating and like, you know, seasonal local eating because I think nutrition because I think nutrition is so much like more dense. And, you know, when you're eating food that was grown close to you and locally, definitely recommend eating on the book, eating on the wild side, if you're interested in learning about this more, but it's like, you know, 10% of vitamin C like is, you know, lost every day that something is picked. And so uh, there are some like in her book, for example, there are some foods that you're supposed to eat for whatever phase of your cycle you're in. And to me, it's like, well, maybe you shouldn't be eating red peppers like in the middle of the winter because by the time they get to you, they're kind of like void of nutrient value unless you live in Mexico. So like, I have a little bit of differentiation there. But the biggest things is really for me, it's about like warmth of food in terms of like temperature, but also in terms of like spices and like, how is it a warming food in Chinese medicine? So we'll look at that. And then certain nutrients and certain kinds of food in order to help give you more energy. So for example, on your bleed, eating more red meat is like something that I kind of consider a non-negotiable for women. If you're like, I'm really not a meat eater. Okay. Like you probably should be supplementing with iron because like, I've seen women who don't eat meat, you know, who are menstruating have ferritin levels in like the sixes, like six, which is, I like to see it at like 70 to 90 for like hormone balance and fertility. So it really is hard to be like a menstruating woman and not eat more iron rich bioavailable, rich iron foods. So like more red meat, more seafood because of all those trace minerals, your body does something kind of crazy every month. It takes like all of the good minerals and good nutrients that you're eating. And it's like, we might make a baby this month. We should prioritize making the baby. And it sends all of it to your uterine lining. And then you bleed it out if you're not pregnant and then you have to start all over again. So we really want to boost that mineral content because otherwise you're going to feel fatigued during and after your bleed. So seaweed is a really good source of trace minerals, um, seafood in general, Lots of like soups, stews, warming foods. That's also going to reduce cramps. And like for any businesswoman, you know that like cramps are the fucking worst, right? Like, I don't know if I'm allowed to curse on here, but yeah, you're fine. <laughs> but like, you know, like try like being on a client call and like having a heating pad on or just like all you want to do is get in better because of cramps, like that's miserable. So like really eating more warm foods and focusing on like keeping, think about like a heating pad, it like makes cramps better. So like make a heating pad inside your body, like lots of warm, warming foods, cinnamon, things like that. Um, and then as we move into like the more lighter phases of the cycle, we can think of them as energy starts to rise as you know, you're, you're feeling light energetically, your food can match that more. So, you know, more like sauteed foods, 
option is like the time you can do more raw foods. So that's, you know, more smoothies, more salads, more juices. Anyone who's drinking a smoothie on your period, like you're just asking for contraction, you know, that should be like two weeks later when you're ovulating. And really, as far as like the fertility component goes, lots of antioxidant rich foods, because there's almost like a a gateway opened up to your ovaries during the time that you're ovulating and there's more movement happening anyway. So we have an opportunity to really send good nutrients to our eggs. And then the way that I like to think of it in the luteal phase is like you need a little bit more complex carb to keep you happy. No one wants PMS, right? So like a little bit more complex carb is going to keep you happy, keep you less moody. A little more cooked leafy greens is going to keep you from getting bloated before you bleed. So you can take like all of those beautiful Instagram pictures and not feel like you're three months pregnant. And unless you are, which congrats. And then, um, <laughs> and then we also just want to make sure that like we're eating more warming foods in that phase too, to set us up for a healthy bleed. Oh my gosh. I am so in love with this conversation. I'm so in love with this right now. Like you guys can't see me, but I'm nodding on everything that we're saying. <laughs> I, you guys know, I'm such a huge fan of, so I don't know if you know, uh, Sakara, the, the, the plant-based mail delivery service called Sakara. Yeah. I'm a huge fan of Sakara. I'm a huge fan of what they, of, of everything that they offer. Um, but I, I get DMS all the time about, it looks like I'm drinking smoothies. It looks like I'm doing that every single day. And guys, the answer is no, I'm not. I am, I'm literally sinking, sinking the smoothies, sinking the everything that I have to do to really have my body thrive is what I'm doing. And this is the, the, I want to quickly go on a rant here. I very rarely do this when I have a guest on the podcast, but when I talk about thriving in your life, when I talk about thriving as a CEO, this is what I'm talking about. When you are able to give your body what it needs to not only really thrive in your business, but also thrive personally, this is where we miss the mark so often. We, we put everything into our businesses and we put everything into making ourselves successful or that 10K month or that 30K month or that 50K month or whatever it is that sometimes we forget that our bodies are our homes, right? Our bodies, when we support our bodies, they support us and we can do incredible, incredible things. I mean, we make babies for God's sake. Like we can literally do anything. So it's so important that that you're listening and that you're really hearing that there's ways to, to fuel your body that are really in support. You do not need to be eating, drinking a smoothie, eating a salad, and having steamed vegetables every single day that is not healthy for you. This is the reason why I am not a vegetarian or a vegan. You guys ask me that all the time because your body needs those nutrients. So off of my little soapbox for a second. Uh, sorry about that, but you know, oh, I love it. And and one thing I just like want to add to it is like the reason I do this work because I think it's just I'm like also obsessed with everything that you're saying too. And it's just so fun. And I want to layer it into it because like the reason I do what I do isn't like, so women have healthy periods. Yeah. Like, of course it is, but it's like, I help women balance their hormones so that they can take control of their future. Like when we are living, cause it's not about like what's actually happening in the body. Like, great. Yes. Of course I want you to feel good, but it's like almost like a Maslow hierarchy of needs because when you're feeling good in your body when your hormones are working with you and not, you know, against you when the food you're eating is actually serving your creative power and like your mind, that's when you can self actualize into 
creating the business of your dreams, being the CEO of your dreams, you know, like having the best relationship of your life. Like those are the things that can happen when you're not having to deal with like the bogging down in the body. Oh, 100%. And guys, this is literally everything that wealth embodiment is. And this is why I teach wealth embodiment because wealth is so much more again than just your business and just your bank account. So let's dive deeper into that. Let's talk about how can, how does cycle singing, how does this whole process affect the rest of your life? Yeah. Well, one way I think is important to start is because this feels like such a female focused conversation, but I actually think that cycle syncing and, and educating men about cycle syncing is so important because it radically can shift the way that you interact with a partner or the way you interact with like other people in your lives. And we can say relationships in general, but I think for a partner, it's really so beautiful when you can have an understanding around not just like, yes, we don't like, we don't want just like, oh, she's PMSing. Like that's the only like conversation here, but rather like, how do I know when like, it's going to be easiest for her to achieve orgasm and like want to like prioritize our sexual partnership and relationship more. Or when do I like want to honor like that she needs more time with her girlfriends or like, should I not be inviting people over to our house because it's like supposed to be her sacred space. Like there's so much about how we can interact with others and, and what our relationships look like when we cycle sync. Amazing. Amazing. And it's, it is so true. I mean, when you, we have to remember that men don't understand what it's like, right? Men just, I mean, the, the stereotypical is, oh, she's being crazy because she's on a period, right? Like that's, that's what we're, we hear growing up so often. So there is this education component. There is this, when, when you are either with someone or you can educate a male on what it's like actually to go through and give them some of these concrete ways of explaining what it's like for you and your body you're, you're giving them permission to actually understand you instead of just doing the mail, like, oh yeah, bro, you don't want to talk to her today type of thing. Right. Like that's, it's, it's our job. I feel like, and this might be a controversial statement, but like, I feel like it's our job to teach them these things. So that way, and any partner, like I'm not just talking about your partner in, in your life, but if you have a a male business partner, your parents, your, your siblings, Mm -hmm as a woman, if you can teach them these things, you're going to help to get in front of that conversation of, oh, she, she's this, or she's that, or, you know, this, this demeaning almost conversation around what it's like to have your period and what it's like to have a cycle. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's just so empowering for like everyone to be on the same page, you know, and like for them to be able to like witness us in our power recognizing that this is like a, a, a superpower that we can contain. And also like for us to be able to acknowledge like that they don't experience life the way that we do. And like, we can't, they're not mind readers, you know? And so like, we have to tell them there's actually this app. I don't love it because I think there are a lot of things that are common, but not normal. AKA like PMS cramps, you know, moodiness, bloating, whatever that it's, it like talks about in the app. So like, take this with a grain of salt but there is this app called hormone horoscope where like it tells you you know you put in what day of your cycle you're on and like when you're going to get your period and it tells you like here's a horoscope for like what your day is going to look like based on like you know what your hormones are and it has an option where you can send it to your partner like send you know 
send it to someone or whoever, but you know, to, so that they can like understand what you're going through that day and like what's happening. And I actually think that it's a brilliant idea because men want to be in the loop, you know, like they want to know that it's right now. I think for so many, it is like this, like cloudy, like we don't want to go there because we're afraid we're going to like get bitten, you know? Uh, <laughs> so yeah, I mean, for me, it's been so empowering. Like I, it's always so funny like whenever I like we'll have every once in a while Danny who's my husband come talk about like cycle syncing and like everyone thinks it's the funniest thing ever you know he'll be like in the luteal phase women like to nest and like you know they'll be doing activities like da, 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 da. and like it's funny because he's like you know this big guy talking about all this but at the same time I think everyone's really into it because it's like fuck yeah like we want our partners to be able to like understand where we're at and why that means we're acting the way we are yeah so how, what would your advice be if you were going to approach this conversation with your significant other, not just cycle syncing, but like coming off of the pill and really taking ownership of your body and, and taking your power back? How would you suggest going about that? Yeah. Well, like first to remember that ultimately it's your body and your decision and like, it, I don't th- like, of course, if you're in a partnership, like, yes, like if you're sex, life is going to change because of it. I think that like, of course, it's important to bring the other person in, but like, you know, coming at it from a place of like, I'm going to do what I want to do is like always great and important. Um, I would say to approach it from a perspective, like of, Hey, I've been thinking about getting off of, you know, my contraception because, I heard, you know, and then fill in why, like, you know, I'm worried about my fertility. I'm, you know, concerned about what it might be doing to my gut. It's making me anxious and depressed. I mean, there's, the list can go on and on. So like explain why, and then be prepared to be like, this is what, you know, I'm expecting maybe our sex life to happen. And if you're not sure, you know, whether we're going to start using condoms or I'm going to try and track my cycle, or maybe we could, you know, use something else. Maybe it's sexy, which is like a new product on the market, things like that. Um, And just like having a plan for like what happens next so that they don't feel helpless to be able to like contribute, you know, to the conversation. And yeah, I think that's pretty much it for having that conversation. But around cycle thinking, I think it can just be like, hey, have you heard of this amazing thing called cycle thinking? If not, great, I'm going to try it. Like it would be really, you know, fun for me if you were a part of this with me and like I could, you know, educate you and talk to you about it. I actually have. I was on Clubhouse and this like talking about this kind of stuff. And um, this guy was like, oh, my God, my girlfriend is like just got off the pill. And, you know, she's like really going through it. Like, can I connect you guys? Like, I want to gift her a session with you. And it was like the sweetest thing ever because he was so like bought in to her connecting with this. And I was like, that is what I want for all women. You know, like I want us to be able to like show and communicate just like that. And so I think that it's really just about like letting them in so that they can, you know, know what's going on and support you. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, um, I don't talk about my relationship a lot, uh, publicly because it's just one of those things. I'm like, I I love to keep it separate, but I will say guys that when you do allow your partnership to, or your partner to support you in these things, it makes you feel very seen and it makes you realize that you're not alone in this whole process. And nine times out of 10, your partner is going to support you if they understand how important it is to you. So just, you know, kind of ripping off that bandaid and saying, Hey, look, I, I love what you said about the why this is what it's doing to my body. 
I don't feel good anymore. I don't feel either mentally about my decision or, you know, in my body. And I want to get my liver, you know, I'm going to support my liver. I want to get my gut health back on track. Um, you guys know how important I believe gut health is. So I've actually had two traumatic brain injuries. And when I healed my gut was when my brain started to heal. So that is something that's massively important. So I want to kind of dovetail. I know we, we said we were going to talk about the cycle syncing in this conversation, but I want to dovetail a little bit into liver support and gut health because it is massively, massively important. Um, and it is one of those things where if we don't prioritize how the systems of our bodies are functioning, we're just missing out on this massive piece of our own health. So can you dive into those subjects a little bit? Like what, what does a healthy liver look like? What does a good gut look like? You know, obviously as women, we talk a lot about bloating, right? And, you know, bacterial overgrowth and all of these things, just, I'm giving you the platform to kind of just rant on. So absolutely. I think that, I mean, these are, like I said, two of those areas that are crucial for women to thrive in the modern world two of those modules in the Well Woman Collective. And let's start with, let's start with gut because I think that like so often the way that I want to think about it is first of all, like anytime something comes up on the skin. So if you're like, how do I know if I need liver support? How do I know if I need gut health? First of all, you might not have, or everyone needs gut health, but everyone gut health. But if you need gut health, um, first of all, like one thing I just want to say, you might not have digestive issues and still need gut support. I have a client right now who her naturopath uh, tested her for leaky gut and said he, she has the worst case of leaky gut he's ever seen. And he's been doing this for a long time. And she had zero digestive issues, zero. So like, it is totally possible to like need gut support is for her, it was showing up in, a, in an immune capacity. But I mean, it can be showing up as anxiety, depression. I can if you've been on oral contraceptives, like there's no way you don't need gut health gut health help. <laughs> um, so let's start with gut stuff. I mean, when we talk about the gut, I think there's two things that people really think of. It's like bone broth and kombucha, right? Like bone broth and probiotics. And like, yes, those two things are important, but it's the why. And so often what I see people doing wrong is they're only focusing on those pieces that have become trendy when really there's like a five-step process here. And so my five-step gut healing process is first remove, okay? Like you have to remove things that are triggering you, whether that's food, whether that's stress, whether that's toxins in your environment, then you got to move into replace. Okay. And that is like replacing digestive enzymes, replacing stomach acid, like replacing the things that your body needs to be able to break down food properly. And this is the step that I see people skipping most often. And what's frustrating is like, you can be doing all the probiotics in the world and you can be doing all the like bone broth in the world, but if you're not doing these first two steps, it's not going to really impact you as that much or nearly as much as you could possibly be getting, you know, impact if you were doing the whole process. And then we move into like a repair, right? Which is that bone broth phase, which is like taking those junctions of the gut, which have most likely become leaky and putting them closer together. I'm making this little like motion with my hands that you guys can't see right now, but essentially like take your fingers and like push them together. Like you were doing that thing we used to do when we were kids and like see how tight, you know, they can be and then give them a little bit of space. And that's like what your gut looks like when it's leaky and we want to go seal it up. And you can do that with things like collagen, bone broth, aloe vera, cat claw, like lots of other herbs. And that's really important for reducing sensitivities over the long term and really preventing autoimmune disease, which is so common in women, you know, 80% 
percent of people with autoimmune disease are women. And they're, they're, in my opinion, that's a big part of that is because of estrogen in the gut. And like estrogen is the way estrogen interacts with the gut is so there's so much we don't know, but what we do know is that there's like an entire cover. We talked about it before, but like there's an entire community of micro microbes in your gut. That's job is to metabolize estrogen. And so if your gut bacteria, which is phase four, right? Re-inoculate isn't in balance. And if there's a balance of bad to good bacteria, that it's not favorable, we're really going to start to experience problems with our hormones, with our gut, with our immunity so much more. So then we come into the re-inoculation phase, but like so often that's the, the, you know, the last phase. And then there's this overarching phase of relaxing because if you're stressed out, none of this is going to matter. You know, it's really like stress is so, so uh, impactful on the health of our gut. And so you can be doing all the right foods, all the right supplements, but if your stress isn't under control, it's going to be an uphill battle for sure. You guys can't see my face, but I'm sitting here with like the biggest smile on my face. I'm so loving this conversation. Um, so how, how do we know, like you said, I know that you said that you might not necessarily be physical gut issues. It might be anxiety. It might be, you know, stress actually, it might be showing up as stress, but how do we know if our, what are some major easy signs that say our gut's not what it should be? If you're not having regular bowel movements, go look up a Bristol stool chart. And if you're not having regular fours on that chart, then that's a pretty good sign that your gut and digestion is out of whack. Any sort of digestive issues. I mean, if you're having like bloating, bloating is not normal, people. Common, but it's not normal. Um, if you're ha- experiencing uncomfortable gas or gas that like smells particularly bad, if you are anxious, if you're depressed, if you're having acne, if you have any sort of like rashes or skin issues, um, I mean, there's so much, it's like hard to say <laughs> any immune issues, like honestly, like anything like Hippocrates says, like all disease begins in the gut. And like, that was thousands of years ago and like realizing that but it's so so much and I mentioned the skin things this is like kind of a good segue into the liver because like anytime something is coming up on the skin my little like antenna goes off for liver and the reason usually is is because oftentimes if the gut is backed up and the liver is backed up then things start to come out on the skin okay um it's like it's a third detox pathway right so if everything else isn't like able to take care of it it's going to come out in the skin so like any sort of acne or psoriasis or eczema or rashes like we always want to look at gut and liver amazing amazing is there such thing as as cycle syncing with exercise wait sorry we're gonna have to edit all this anyways I just realized before we go into this there's one other thing I really want to say about liver support absolutely and I know that I'm just gonna ask you about exercise perfect Okay. okay um Awesome. So like great segue into the liver. So one other thing, because I know we talked about this earlier, and I just think it's so important when we were saying like, it's really hard to be like a healthy vegan or a healthy vegetarian when you're a cycling body. And one of the reasons this is, especially when we're talking about liver support is the thing is everyone thinks like liver detox and things like juice cleanses, but really there's like three phases of detox. Two of them happen inside the liver. The first one, phase one is activated by things good and bad. So it's like, medications, maybe like 
neither good or bad, but like, you know, are going to activate phase one. Toxins, bad, going to activate phase ones. Also like dandelion root and like milk thistle, herbs that we think of as good are also going to activate phase one. Phase one is important, but it can overactivate toxins and like create a bunch of free radicals that are like, I like to think of them as if you ever were a babysitter and like you had that like devil child, you know, who was just like running around the house, like drawing on the walls. That's what free radicals are doing in your body. Okay. They're like the little, like you can't wait for mom to come home kid running around in your body. And phase two is what's supposed to happen next. It's supposed to happen inside the liver is basically like taking those toxins, turning them into something else and sending them through the bile or the, to the kidneys to be like detoxed from the body. Okay. And so what's so common is that phase one gets overloaded and phase two is not functioning well, because the things that really support phase two are like animal protein, liver, sulfur rich foods, like egg yolks, and maybe garlic and onions, like things that we don't eat a lot of. Maybe you like garlic, but what you put two cloves and like a whole meal, right? So oftentimes, this is a really big piece that I see with women in um, hormone balance is that the liver is really not supported. And then if you throw constipation in there, anything that is being, you know, sent back to the gut to be or sent back through the bile to the stool to be passed out of the body, if it's not being passed out fast enough because you're constipated, you're just reabsorbing those toxins and having to do it all over again, making your liver work double time. So this can kind of just give you an example of like why so many women are struggling with hormone balance when you know, you know, a lot of the eating habits that we have, like who's eating liver on a regular basis, and also, you know, how many women are constipated and digestion is just not working well. Absolutely. Oh my gosh, that was so, so, so helpful. So the last topic, the last, you know, really thing I want to dive into is exercise. So is there such a thing as exercising with your cycle, doing certain high intensity things at a certain point in time, lower intensity than others? How do you use exercise to support this gut health and liver health conversation as well? Absolutely. As far as cycle syncing goes and like the way if you cycle sync your exercise, not only are you going to be optimizing your metabolism, but you're also going to be preventing, you know, injury, preventing burnout, preventing adrenal fatigue or other symptoms that can come of over exercising that can lead to hormone imbalance. Um, so really like your bleed is a time for very low intensity, like, you know, sleeping is going to be a great exercise on your bleed, you know, walking, very gentle things, swimming, stretching, you know, yoga, etc. And as energy rises, so too can your exercise. So like more cardio in that first half of your cycle after your bleed stops, or at least, you know, like day three, when you start feeling that like energy boost. Uh, is really helpful for boosting your metabolism because your metabolism is a little bit slower than it's going to be in the second half of your cycle. And so in the second half of your cycle, when your metabolism's already boosted a little bit, you're already burning on average another 90 to 280 calories a day just by seeing. You can really take advantage of that by building more strength and doing more strength exercises because cardio quite as much to like work up your metabolism in that way. So, uh, ovulation that's like to go for more of that high intensity second half of cycle is broken into two weeks so like first week really focusing more on like you can do more of the like 
previous week's exercises because your energy is still high, maybe more, you know, kickboxing, maybe more dancing, you know, you can still be doing more like hit classes, etc., more strength training. And then in the few days leading up to your bleed, it's time to slow down again. So, you know, maybe some yin yoga, more just regular yoga, stretching, walking, light jogs, light, low impact. I have a Peloton and like, I love that I can do anything. I can cycle sync my entire everything with the Peloton app. But yeah, it's definitely um, really powerful for helping everything, you know, in terms of weight stabilization and also just energy. And as far as gut healing goes, I mean, there's like, like yoga can be really powerful for like, you know, stimulating different aspects of the gut and also for like, you know, stimulating the liver. But I think the exercise is more crucial when it comes to the hormone balance and those other two pieces. Absolutely. Okay. So is there anything else, any other, you know, takeaways that you want people to get out of this conversation? Number one, and then number two, where do people find you? And if they want to join a program, if they want, are you are you coming out with anything soon that they can take a part up that they can take part in and just do all the things? Yeah. Totally. So first I want to say that like cycle thinking will radically change your life that I promise you. And it will give you superpowers that you never even knew you had. And all you have to do is just dip your toes in and get started. So I'm excited to witness you on the journey. Like definitely come find me. My handle on Instagram is Stephanie with an F Adler wellness. And I'll also give Alex um, a couple different like freebies you guys can download. So you can find out some of my favorite fem powered foods. You can get a cycle syncing exercise schedule and really start to dip your toes into this. The Well Woman Collective is opening for enrollment in May and will be starting mid-June. So if this is interesting to you, if you're trying to get off the pill, if you recently got off the pill and you're trying to figure out what the hell is going on with your hormones, I'm your gal. Amazing. Amazing. Well, thank you so much. I so appreciate this conversation. This is such an incredibly important piece that I think so many of us miss and it gets to be simple. It gets to feel easy. It gets to, it gets to feel expansive and feel really supportive. And this is the perfect kind of conversation that I I love to have around masculine structure, feminine flow. You guys hear me talk about that all the time. Um, And it's just, it, it's just such a way to support our bodies and support the goals that we want in life. So thank you so much for joining. Thank you so much for being on. And I cannot wait everyone to be able to experience what a thriving body looks like. Thanks so much, Alex. It was so much fun being here. Awesome. Me too. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Enriched Podcast. I would love if you shared your breakthroughs and takeaways from today's episode with me on Instagram at the Grace Alexander so I can support you along your entrepreneurial journey. As always, don't forget to subscribe and leave a review so more women just like you can find this podcast. Also, if you haven't heard yet, we're excited to announce you can now follow the Enrich Podcast and Enrich Members Club on Instagram too so you don't miss out on a thing.